horrific things might happen to you anyway. Right, I awarded a XP for, let's see, absinthe for um, killing Langley in cold blood. It was, a, it was a mercy killing. Right, right. But anyway, yes, I'm at five, and I need to figure out what I'm doing with it. Oh, you haven't yet? Okay, all right. I'd say that plus one re- uh, resolve would probably be a worthy use, given that I used resolve quite a lot last session. So... I guess I'll begin with asking um, Bo, since uh, Bo is the, I guess, most drilled at being out there and poking through things that are full of horrors and glow and radiation. When when you can't bunker down or hide away from the glow mist, what do you do to protect yourself, if at all? So I'm not worried about the radiation, but I am worried about the disease you might catch from it. I'm going to simply assume, I could be wrong, it doesn't matter if you breathe it in or if you just walk through it, you can you can get disease from it either way. Yeah, there are certainly bad spirits in the mist. This is why I wear clothes, so I may see if I can find something that I can wrap myself up in, just to reduce the amount of skin exposed to the glow. If I'm going to rest, try someplace just to make myself a... I don't know why I call it tent lean-to, probably it's more close close to it, to, to hunker down in and wait until the glow passes. You could possibly make some very, very uh, unpleasant, uh, like, mold-infested ponchos out of some of the bedclothes from the hotel, if you want to protect your, your sensitive skin. Yeah. Or, or, or what remains of your skin there, in the case of Bo. I mean, it's still there. I still have skin. It's just, you know, really tight. Well, picture picture going through horrific uh, radiation poisoning halfway. Yes. <laughs> and, and then kind of not dying. <laughs> I mean, I, basically, I look like I'm, you know, I'm one of those poor victims of starvation. I mean, you're not a smooth smooth body, right? No, no, no. no. It's like uh, you, you are a monster of the wastes, essentially. <laughs> anyway. I wish you'd been able to tell us where we could get some of them suits. I guess moldy ponchos will have to do to begin with. <laughs> we'll, we'll get the best we can. I mean, mm-hmm. if we could boil some water, we can dip the cloth in the water and they'll at least make it a little bit better. Make it heavier. <laughs> it won't be as mold infested as it could be. I think the mold is the least of your problems, really. Maybe as I grow in power, eventually I'll learn how to read the mind of a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> you might need the dead man for that. Yeah, we don't we don't have him. You left him behind somewhere. I mean, you could go back, I guess. I mean, I, I, I'm not the boss of you guys. <laughs> How much progress do we lose backtracking, though? It's quite a ways. Um, it's not that far. A couple of hours, maybe, or an hour tops. But it may be slower going if you're going through the mist. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know where the caches were without a map anyway. So, moldy ponchos. Okay, moldy ponchos. Continuing east. Yeah, it's that or find another building here that doesn't have a basement. <laughs> maybe you could go to the greenhouse and burrow into the soil or something like that. You know, maybe that would. <laughs> yeah, I did think about that. That would be sufficient cover. So maybe 
The existing radiation has been leached onto the soil by the plants. Well, it is enclosed. That helps. Or something has been deposited in the soil instead, you know. Probably. The way plants usually do. <laughs> Plutonium fixing. If we do hole up, how long do we figure an instance of the mist will last? Hours? Days? Weeks? From experience, it could be any of those. Yeah. And doing that in a foxhole won't, won't be practical. Now, it isn't, it isn't like equally thick. There are, there are veils and thicker clouds of it moving, moving across the, the uh, amusement park uh, and probably beyond. So you, you time it, you can minimize your exposure. Yeah. I mean, that's probably our best course of action is to look for the thin spots. And hopefully we can bypass most of it. Well, I don't see a reason to force anyone to roll anything just to get out of the amusement park. So it just takes a little time. Right, to, to make sure you're not moving through the thicker concentrations of mist as it's blowing across the, the park. And once you get out through the, there's a break in the perimeter wall, one of the millions of breaks in the perimeter wall. This one not choked with weeds and trees, yeah. Yeah. You see that the, the crazy roiling Flash Gordon sky um, has birthed two individual like storm fronts. One is essentially to your north, and one is to your south. And these are your crazy, you know, tornado-infested uh, fury road storms. So, and it, they're kind of forcing the glow before before them, and the glow is kind of coalescing into a central in this middle where you happen to be. Uh, the good news is that it's going to blow over pretty fast. Bad news, obviously, is that, that you, if you keep going, you're going to have to go through it. But at least you won't be in any of the storms. Let people know what what's what's what, and do we want to weather the storm, or do we want to hunker down here and wait till it passes, or just sort of make our way best we can around the the globinado? By by the way, uh, Bo and Absinthe, there is a bleeding, a blue bleeding color in the mist, kind of like dropping a paint bomb in water and then seeing it expand. Just in the air, in the mist, and it's this—it's the same kind of intense blue of the blue bird that you've been seeing, the two of you. It starts as a kind of a cloud, and then it sort of expands to to almost be like a path through the mist, uh, going east. Well, mm. have we seen the sign? Well, if you're talking about it, then then it's probably evident that uh, Rory can't see it because yeah, he hasn't been given the other sign either. If you're, if you're talking about it aloud, like, yeah, there's nothing for, for Rory to see. <laughs> we'll have to keep him between us, since we can see the path. So, shall we have you take point, and I'll bring up the rear. This is a case of reading a sitch. Sure, if you want to, yeah. Yeah, I want to figure the best way to minimize our exposure. Uh, insight. Insight, okay. And this is just, uh, you're trying to just uh, deduce... The safest path through. All right. So this is this is nothing to do with your feral talent uh, or any other thing you know can do. No, no. It's, I'm just reading, reading a situation. Okay. Insight. So as the survey says, three. So remember that time when you saw the blue bird and it led you up a hill, and then you were shot at, and your friend was uh, was injured. Yeah, that comes to mind. 
I'm not going to spend any strain on this. I'm just, I'm just going to take it. Oh, I should have asked. My, my bad. But it does put me at five and bing. You know what? I'm going to spend on my insight. Just give myself a plus one insight. We could run a tether so that when I fall down, y'all will know that I've fallen down. And you can't get up. Yes. Right. At that point, you'll cut the tether, but at least you'll know. So, so, uh, Bo, you get this impression. What do you do? I put a hand up and say, I, I'm not sure. I think we maybe were go- going into trouble. I'm looking around, looking around. I don't really see a good way through. Look where, where it looks to me like the glow is thin and say, we go that way. Thin, but not blue. Yeah, not blue. You want that? Do you want to go through the blue? My instinct goes with the blue. If we don't take that, uh, the best alternative I can think of is to barricade ourselves and hold off the bugs until it's clear. What bugs? The bugs in the basement. I think we're out. Uh, no, wait, uh, situation. Are we outside? I mean, yeah, we'd have to go back because we've come this far, but... If you think blue's better, uh, then I'll go with blue. Let's go this. Let's go that way then. Through the blue. All right. So, what is Bo's demeanor now that you know you're going against your instincts here? Extremely paranoid. I, I forget from last time. Did you scrounge any any hand weapons or anything from? I got a chef knife. Right. Right. You got. I that. I believe a handgun was right. found. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No bullets. That's true. You can still clobber somebody with it, I guess. Okay, so uh, you're you're moving along at a paranoidly, and does that mean that you're first as well, or? Oh yeah. Okay. You could switch spots if you want, but this is sort of what I do. I'm going first, so yay. Absinthe, absinthe. This is kind of the first time you've been exposed to this kind of blue phenomenon mm-hmm. with your amazing brain, uh, and that certainly appears to be intent in this apparition or whatever it is and since only you and Bo can see it maybe it's directed or something like there's a psychic presence maybe it's a mind that's a i guess i'll need to start reaching out and seeing if i can feel the presence of minds other than our own in the area you don't need to i'm just telling you that you know (laughs) right keep my mental ears open I'm telling you there's an option, so to speak, but uh, whatever you do is is up to you. Okay. The image of keeping your mental ears open. I would like to take the option of reaching out and seeing if I can pick up any more evidence of there being a mind out there. Okay. That's a big brain. Attempt to locate nearby minds. So this seems like a resolved thing to affect your... uh, your power. Eight. Uh, are you happy with your eight, or would you like to spend strain? Mm, did I sleep after we spent the la- after I spent the last two? Uh, did you spend the last two down in the basement saving? Uh... I think so. Yeah. Okay. Then I guess that's a no. Okay. Then I will not push strain. Okay. So you reach out with your. I don't know how, how. How does this look like? What does this look like? What? How do you go about reaching out mentally to to uh, make contact, so to speak? I've seen the the like you uh, connecting with the beasties and such before, and the whole exchange of images and rapid flash and all that stuff. But what does this look like? Now you're dealing with like a potentially very different entity. Pretty much, the walking is going to have to go on almost 
half-conscious automation because it probably looks like out-of-body. So it's like the camera goes up and up and up to try to scan over a big area, so to speak. So most of my attention is like now roaming through or over the landscape looking for this. If somebody were to look if somebody were to look at Absinthe at this moment, what would he look like? Like is he like is his eyes rolling up in his skull or what is going on there? Eyes half closed and my feet are just moving on just because they were already moving. If somebody were to talk to me, I may not notice right away. They'd probably have to shake me to bring me back to the group. Interesting. Sounds like a dangerous thing to do in the middle of the of the of the glow. Probably, yeah. Excellent. Okay. So you reach out. There's a feeling of uh, cold. Of there's a feeling of of being rottled, of being wet. You feel the presence of a mind, uh, somebody else, and you hear uh, a kind of strained voice that that isn't really carrying because it's there's isn't enough lung power behind it to really support much. It's almost it's almost like a low gasp rather than rather than like words and speech. And uh, you hear, help me. There's somebody out there. It feels like they're drowning. They're in water. They're cold. So, Rory, I guess you're maybe bringing up the rear? I think I was actually behind Rory, but... Oh, okay. All right. But Rory might be closest then to hear you mumble, right? If we were both together, I guess I feel that the tug is... All right. If you tied yourselves together. Yes, yes, yes. He starts to drift into the, into the mist. And he's mumbling to himself. This way, this way. I thought you could see the blue. Rory, give me a like a prowess to like pull him back properly before he gets like in a in a you know walks into a big. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's a six. No. <laughs> Are you happy that way, or would you like to spend strain? Uh, I don't have strain to spend really. Okay. I don't. He can't go far if he's roped to us. Right? No. <laughs> but I mean, it means you have to stop, right? Mm-hmm. You stop, you grind to a halt, which means Corbeau up front is jerked to a stop, to a halt, right? And your attention goes back. You do stop. You do stop poor, uh, poor Absinthe from walking into a, a thicker cloud of, uh, of mist, and you kind of rope him in. Again, he's like, not quite there, and he's babbling about uh, drowning. water. Yeah, drowning. It's like when you guys uh, smelled the, the strange stuff uh, in the underground. You guys were seeing strange stuff then. What, what's going on? I'm trying to really mid. Being jerked on the tether enough to wake me up. Yeah, yeah, you come, you come too, pretty much. I felt a mind out there, and I went looking. They, they're alive. They need help, but they're cold. It, it feels like they're in water. I don't know if they're drowning or if they're just. And you thought it was good to actually try to reach out to them. Okay. A bow. Your sensitive ears pick up something above the kind of roar of the the distant storms. You think in the east somewhere, you hear the revving of an engine. Oof. Wait, there's an engine. I point off in a vague direction. It's over there? And now it comes again, much closer. Now you all can hear it. Shoot. If only we had bullets. And we're in 
you're in the midst of this this glowing mist. It's difficult to make out the landscape, but it has the same character as the kind of cracked and chasmed, uh, broken landscape that preceded the amusement park. I'd or do you think we're hidden enough? Uh, I'm going to use my feral to find some place that we can hunker down and maybe hope whoever's out there in the vehicle will bypass us. This is like uh, the the feral. Oh no! Find hidey hole um, instinct or another insight. Yeah, yeah. Give me insight. And I got a plus one now. Yay! <laughs> hey. Are you happy? Would you like to spend strain? Yeah, I'm good with that. Fairly close at hand. There's uh, one of these crevices that conveniently there's a there's a, a steep slope down, so you you don't have to throw yourself down into who knows how deep. Uh, you can slide down. This way. Okay, you do. Uh, and since you're you guys are attached to each other, that means you all go down. Um, yeah. And this isn't quite as deep as you'd hoped. It's maybe two two people deep. There's quite a bit of mist floating around here, but at least you're out of sight. And you can hear more more noticeably now, like the revving of not just one engine but two engines. You can see how the the earth is shifting a bit. And you can feel the vibration of something coming closer. You feel above you as like one fairly heavy vehicle rolls past, and then another, and then another. One or both of them stop. Like they've passed you, just passed you, and then they they've stopped. What do you do? Yeah, real quiet. Quiet and still is about the best we can do. Yeah, you begin to hear weird buzzing. Well, buzzing is the right, wrong word. You hear like it's more like what a, a viewer or listener would recognize as like radio static. It comes on very, very briefly and then off. It's almost like perhaps somebody, somebody who understood the warrior tribes of the world that was would, would recognize it as maybe some kind of radio code or short burst transmissions or something. But to you, it sounds like... Buzzing insects. Yeah, yeah, maybe. If, if, if an insect sounded like an old radio... Between channels, right? Machines. Killer machines. I think you all are familiar with, like, uh, uh, the sound of boots on ground. You're pretty sure you hear that. And there's somebody up there doing a, a search pattern, clearly. Like, did somebody did somebody find you? Did somebody know you were there? Well, I got my knife handy. If someone finds us, yeah, uh, going to stick them. Of course, if it's a, if it's a machine searching for us, that's going to be bad. So I, I assume then that uh, since we established that absence was last, then you were last down in the holes. So you're closest to the the quote unquote ramp, right, that goes down into the the crevice, and you look up uh, toward the you know the the lip of this um, of this crevice, and uh, um, you see a figure half obscured in the in the glow mist who looks like. Hmm, tough to describe. Like maybe there are elements of the half-life about them in the appearance, but there's also like um something that reminds you of the body parts you found in um in the gator pool, right? Kind of glassy skin, almost unfinished, like uh or or like a cavefish almost. Like bare arms, bare legs. They're wearing some kind of um vest, and over that some kind of um like a cloth vest with uh again if you had been familiar with the the warrior tribes of um of the world that was maybe you would have recognized like a like a tattered army jacket right with with the sleeves removed and the individuals ha wearing some kind of helmet and they have some sort of um weapon 
rifle-like weapon in their in their hands, and they're, they're clearly like looking around. Uh, and you can hear from from the helmet, like you can hear this like brief static burst. There's maybe moments before this individual is going to look down and see you. Probably no brain there to really deal with, but I'm going to try to see if there's enough brain there for me to take control and direct his search away from us. Okay. You reach out, and this horrible, awful black hole uh, greets you instead of a brain, instead of a mind, instead of something that should be there. In fact, it is... Anti-mind. It's uh, like it's sucking you in. Oh, no. Give me a, give me a resolve roll just to, to stay. <laughs> they won't even have to put a device in me. <laughs> Five. Are you happy that way, or would you like to spend strain? Uh, I don't want to become part of the board, so I guess I'm spending <laughs> my last strain. Okay. Two. That gets me to seven. That's a partial success, meaning it was your last strain. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning you suffer a um, you suffer your second uh, wonderful trauma. Oh, you have to get to full success to not get trauma. Yes. Yes. Oh, I thought it was just not failing. Do you want to walk that back now that you know that? Yeah, I'll take the experience instead of taking the okay. trauma. Good, good. Yeah, you f- you feel yourself being drawn into this uh, this blackness, and uh, let's see who's next in line. It would be uh, Rory. Names Rory. Yes, Rory. You you see Absinthe kind of just like his knees buckle, and he kind of collapses uh, against the the wall there, and then sinks down against you. And then this this guy up up top. I mean, you can see him too. Uh, he looks down, but since since your friend kind of collapsed and fell back into the dimness, he doesn't seem to see you. So he turns around and then he he steps away from the lip of the of the crevice. I'll uh, see if I can provide any sort of assistance to uh, Absent. He seems to like his eyelids are fluttering, his eyeballs are bat- rolled back into his head, his uh, the the veins on his bulbous head are, are working furiously. Something, something mutant is going on with him. Oh, that probably isn't good. If only we had a doctor. Any ideas, Bo? He's still breathing, so I think we just we just hang tight until they get bored and leave. All right? That doesn't take very long. You can hear the car door slamming shut. Do we hear them leave? Do you wait? Yeah. You, you start hearing the engines revving again, and they they take off probably toward the west. We'll give them a give them a few minutes, and while they're gone, you know, do what everyone does when someone's passed out. You know, start slapping his face. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! While you're in the blackness here, Absinthe, you feel uh, you know isolated, uh, shut off. You feel like uh, uh, whatever newfound powers you had, they've been stripped from you. You feel like uh, you're suspended in this infinite blackness. Something in your mind, you know, comes back. This, this, this pained, horrible plea. Help me! Keeps echoing right in the blackness. And then you come to as Bo is smacking your face, beating you. <laughs> wake up! Wake up! Oh me! What happened? It's it's anti mind. Okay. Horrible blackness. Well, don't play with the anti mind, okay? And the drowning. I heard the drowning man again. Okay. Help him. 
maybe a, probably a waste of time and resources, but... Obviously not drowning too fast. We can find him. Maybe he can elucidate this situation more. Or he can tell us what, what's going on, too. That's right. If this is the dreadful spirit of the world that was that the medicine woman or Mo- mojo woman warned you about, then this could be a dangerous prospect. Did you get any idea of a direction or anything like that? All I got, it was almost like kindredness because the blackness was oppressing us both. That's about the best I got. Uh, look at the blue and the blue, the blue glow in the mist. Is it still there or is it, has it faded? It's much, much dissipated, but it's there's still a faint, faint glimmer of like a trail going east. That's where we want to go. Are you up to? Are you up to moving? I have to flex my arms and legs. Did I seize? Did I shake? No, you're just lying there. You just sighed and flumped down. Then I, yeah, I should be able to move. Okay, then. Uh, I will take point, and let's head on out. But I'm keeping my ears open as much as I can for any more vehicle sounds. I'm going full goblin mode at this point, looking around and keeping track of where are the places I can we can dive into and hide. This area seems to be pretty heavily patrolled by whoever these people are. With your paranoia, you pretty much have to stop and wait and listen uh, and hide every so often. A good chunk of the day just goes by and you've made it. You feel like you've made hardly any progress. We travel like half a mile. Yeah, but the mist starts to, to um, the, the glow starts to dissipate. Um, like the worst of it has moved away and this hot electric wind comes, uh, you know, on its heels. Which is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. The mist was actually giving us cover, and now we don't have that cover. Now you can more clearly see the landscape uh, before you, and it's this uh, smoking, crisscrossed, cracked... It's almost like in the distance there's a huge crater, and out from the the crater are all these cracks, uh, like a spider web of cracks and and chasms and uh, from some of them there's smoke coming out from some of them some of them glow there there are some that seems to have been widened by by subterranean detonations uh so they're kind of scorched uh, and uh it's what you would expect if somebody were to bury a grenade or something and then poof but on a massive scale fallen star it, it looks really really bad uh, and there, there are wrecks of um, vehicles. There are, if there were buildings here, like they're now, they've now been pummeled. And you can see little, like encampments in the distance, uh, vehicles, dark tent-like things, and a uh, little like ant-like. Uh, and by, when I say ant-like, I mean there are lots of them. I don't mean that they look like bugmen. Whoever they are uh, occupying this area, like they're. They're crawling all over these little uh, encampments, and you see the odd vehicle like moving across the landscape. We're looking across. We're looking across the the, the ruins, and there's Mount Doom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Whole Doom, <laughs> the, the Doom Deep. <laughs> Does it look like they they've surrounded the crater, or just on one side of the crater? Mm. Hard to tell. Yeah, it's probably a little too distant to know or see. Clearly, if they're if they're making a perimeter, but it's there's certainly a, a solid presence on this side. 
uh, I'll look across and uh, look north, and uh, I'll look both north and south. Does it look like we can we have enough cover to make our way around to one of the sides, or even go around completely and come from the wet and come from the east? The storms are still raging pretty badly, both north and south. If you want to be sure to avoid any any storm related issues, then you'd want to sneak through this place. If you don't mind risking a storm and, and taking some extra time, then north or south, you could possibly go around and see if, if uh, there's a, a thinner perimeter in a different direction. Ah, mm, I'm looking. Well, we know there's people over there, but I don't know if we can sneak past them. We don't know what they have. I mean, they kind of knew we were here, so they may have people who can see us, you know, touching my head rather than in my eyes. No. No? I think I would have a hard time calling it knowing. They're just, I don't know. They're pretty much machines, and they're just scouring the place, keeping anything out. Yeah, but they stopped and started looking around where we were hiding. I mean, that, to me, says they kind of knew we were there. And the blackness maybe does now. I don't know. The leg bracelet thing I took, and I, I deactivated their... Just connect right, so it isn't okay. It's not beeping. No, it's, it's, there's no the the light isn't on. It's not vibrating. Okay. You could try to pass as one using those, but <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Do you think you could hack that so we can kind of see where thing where they are, and we can use that like a? I don't think it works that way. I probably turn it back on. Ooh. So they knew it was here. Um, maybe I could do something to it to like make it like, shoot out signals that might do something to them. I don't know. It could be a distraction, so they all go go looking for it. If we could f- just find some critter, we could just put on the critter and let the critter run away, and maybe act as a decoy. I haven't seen any critters in a while. Have you? No, the only ones we've seen are I'll look off in the distance at the at the ants. They're the only ones around here. I mean, this place got devastated. Whatever came from the sky, I think it pretty much cleared out everything. Uh, there is that giant uh, lizard thing uh, in the amusement park. I was thinking that, too. Troubles me is going backtracking now, not getting getting et by the uh, lizard thing, unless you think you can keep it quiet while we leave the, leave the that bracelet there. I shake my head. I think... I may not be able to do anything like that right now after what happened. Any other? Anyone else got ideas? We want to get closer and get a look at them. See what if they're all these diaper men. We could do that. Now that I can see better, I'm, I'm going to do a, do the pharaoh and just look and see if I can work out the best path so we can get close enough to get eyeballs on them, but but not have eyeballs on us. Okay. So another insight? Yes. Uh, it only needs three. Yeah, I'm going to spend a strain. Yes. Full success. Awesome. How do you go about this? Do you separate yourself a little bit and then smell the, take in the smells and, and look out upon the landscape? Work out a safe path, then signal for them to follow me, follow the path, and then... This isn't what you asked, right? You asked to figure out what was what was going on here. Right, Read, reading the landscape uh, like a like a person. 
yeah, yeah. Smelling, smelling the air, looking at the sky, looking at the ground, keeping an eye out where the people are, looking for anything else that may be alive here. I'm not really looking for like your, your purpose so much as uh, in this very moment as as what do we see Bo do now that he's kind of uh, he's reverting to the animal survival side like how does he accrue the information i move around the rocks like Gollum, you know just Ah. looking around you know looking back and forth sniffing the air crawling on all fours you know just checking things out all the impressions start flooding in and uh it's all pain it's all wrong the land here is is deeply and horrifically wounded it is like Sniffing a wound that's just bleeding pus. It's horribly infected, horribly like this. This is a death wound. If this were on an animal or a person or a critter, this would be their death at the end. This would lead to their death ultimately. And there's there's stuff wrong here. There there are things that just don't belong at all to to the natural order in quotation marks of the waste, right? Like there's there there's something cold and metallic in the wind that's hard to place, uh, and and there's anger here too. There's there's this roiling hate, and uh, you get the distinct impression that the 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 tribe here is very much a part of the the wound. Yeah, we don't know who where they came from, but there there's someone's controlling them. Is the hate coming from the landscape, or is the hate coming from, say, the tribe? Tribe, the wound in the in the earth. This place is is wounded. I don't know what we can do to to heal it. Wherever it is, it's probably connected to to the blue glow and that bluebird, and that's probably why it's affecting the people back at, back in the settlement. It's it's the earth crying out. Let's see if we can get closer. Since you have a sense for a little bit of an animalistic sense for how things are connected, I'll give you plus one on um, like if you want to use insight to figure out the the, the best path to reach uh, to get closer without being discovered, so to speak. Happy with the nine? Yeah. You lead the others closer to I, I, I and this is me too. Uh, I mean. I, you seem to want to get uh, closer to maybe one of these camps and, and get a sense for who they are, what they're doing, what's going on, right? Yeah, yes. You get close enough that you're overlooking uh, from a little height, you're overlooking uh, this camp, and uh, there are these kind of uh, old-timey, barely put, still functioning uh, army trucks. There are uh, like dark, dark green tents there are these guys who appear. They look kind of like um like I described earlier with the the glassy skin, but some of them have like greenish discolorations to their skin, or 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 bluish discolorations to their skin. They're all wearing helmets, some kind of black um like that kind of diaper thing with with a vest on, and and then a some kind, either an army jacket or an arm or a, a sleeveless version of an army jacket, something like that, with all these markings on them they're moving around pretty mechanically uh around like almost like they're 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 piling sandbags they are uh from one of these trucks um they're unloading what looks like very you know worse for wear almost like refugees you would say and absinthe uh these people look like they probably came from um oh what did i call the guy 
you know, the settlement that, that you left. Pope? Pope's place, yes. Uh, they, look, they look like they might be from Pope's uh, neck of the woods. They're, like, uh, unloading them. They're putting some kind of bracelet or something on them, and they're, they're herding them into a particular tent. And there are, like, 40 of these guys here, and maybe 10 or 12 refugees in this particular, you know, camp. And they all, all seem to, by the way, have this, uh, the, the soldiers anyway, the, the, the warrior tribe, they seem to have this kind of, like, an- ankle bracelet thing. What a guy. How could he sell them to these guys who don't even have minds? As you're looking down, right, and, and you see, you know, all the stuff, you, you hear behind you guys uh, this, like, quick interplay of the static that you know this is from their helmets. Like, there, there's somebody coming up. What do you do? Better get ready. See if we can pull them apart and take their weapons. <laughs> is this just one guy coming towards us? or You can hear three distinct sources of, of these the static burst stuff. That's not good odds. I guess we're on, like, like on a shard of something looking over that... Yeah, you're on a little rise, uh, like flat, essentially, looking down in this into this camp. And no place to hide. And we got to isolate one and jump him. We know they're, which way they're coming from. We hear the static. So it's coming from directly behind us or from off to the side behind us? Yeah, behind you, pretty close. The landscape is pretty broken up. There's, there's debris from probably buildings. There's, uh, um, like, if you really wanted to quickly hide you could you could half bury yourself in some debris pull a, an old ratty blanket over yourselves or something or use the ponchos to partially obscure yourselves it's not impossible but it's it's uh, it would be a a risk hide fight run my instinct is to hide hey, two seconds now guys otherwise <laughs> they're gonna be on you yeah we would have been looking for somewhere to hide yeah i guess i have to hide too because i need not just my own hands to do this Whoever wants to do the insight to find the best uh, hiding spot, and then everybody else can help if they want to. I'm the feral. I'm the one that knows that dives in the cracks and so forth. So I'll roll. So anyone to help? I'll roll the help. Seven. Yes, plus one. Rory, unfortunately, is the opposite of of high because he's he's Mister Glowboy. You are able to cover him right with the ponchos. So. <laughs> this is where I spend some strain. D six. A partial. Partial. Well, mm-hmm. that's the best we can do. So you, you bury yourself down and in, into uh, like an uneven little bit, uh, maybe between a car wreck and uh, some out, out jutting rocks, and you, you pull your ponchos up. You know, seconds later, three of these these warrior tribe critters, people, things, anti minds, <laughs> whatever they are, diaper men. Yeah, diaper men, <laughs> the black diaper tribe. They start. You know, they they come around up from below from behind some you know they were obscured by some some uh rocky debris and they pass one passes a second guy passes third guy stops digs into one of his army jacket pockets he pulls out a cigarette package he gets a cigarette ready puts it in his mind in his mouth and he's about to turn and he might spot he might spot rory no you rolled Bo. he might spot Bo. He's probably going to, if if you just let him be, you have a chance to silence him. I got my knife. 
you do it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You won't be discovered. Yeah, I'm going to try to slit his throat. Right. So you do it. What does this look like? Like you, you just emerge from the rocks? like. Well, you know, considering my skin color is about the same color as some of the debris around here, I sort of like disen- part of the wall just dis- disentangles itself, and I'm just sitting now behind him, hand up or over his mouth, knife in the other, big chef knife in the other hand, and I slice it right, right across his throat. Right. And then I drag him back with me. And then I point to the ankle bracelet and go, cut it off, cut it off. Uh, you can hear the, whatever it is in the helmet, uh, you can hear a couple of static bursts. I'm going to try to disconnect the, the power, try to make the, the not functioning. All right. Yeah, so take the helmet off. You, you find there's a box inside that near an ear. So you're yanking that out and, and the wires out, that, that quiets it down. We got the ankle bracelet too, don't we? Was his helmet kind of hooked into his head like that other guy? No, this guy has a has a, a an intact head. It might be that the the helmet you found pr- prior was like a prototype or some kind, or or it might have been made from one of these helmets, but it isn't uh, the same thing. Pointing at the ankle bracelet, you gotta take that out too. Deactivate it. Okay, no problem. You you fiddle with it <laughs> the way only you can. We loot the body. He has an odd-looking rifle. It has a it has a fairly long barrel, and it's all like fitted with these. It looks like some kind of electrical equipment. There's a chunky magazine. There's some like uh, blade rudder style lights on it. You can have it, Rory. Okay. So he has some ammunition. He has cigarettes, and not much else. Uh, he's dressed in this these kind of like weird. Space diapers, uh, space space material, <laughs> dark space material diapers, and some kind of vest that might be half for decency and half for simple protection from maybe edged edged weaponry, possibly. Now, when you say space, is it shiny? Yeah, it's shiny. It's black and shiny. The opposite of stealth. Pull the vest off. I think you need this, Absinthe. Make sure that there's no weird electronics. On the back of that, nope, no problem. I, I go. You want the helmet? Then I look at Absinthe's head and go, no, no never mind, <laughs> and put it on. Cool. That's one armor. <laughs> Both individually are is one armor. If they haven't all been turned into meat machines, that means they've got self will initiative. That's even more dangerous. Well, I mean, he stopped the smoke. Well, that's true. It does give us weaknesses to exploit. But we can't stay here. No, we can't. I'll pop up and look around. If I don't see anyone, I'll head the direction they came from. Okay. That's, that's unfortunately back the way you came. <laughs> we we I'm not, don't feel like following them, so if we go back, then sort of now try to make a dogleg around these folks. Got a better idea what they're up about, what they're on about. What time is it right now? What time of day is it right now? Uh, it's Yeah, the day is coming to a close soon. Sun's getting low. Look for a nice ruined building we can hole up in. When we find a place to stop, then I'll mess with the helmet calm and see if I can figure out how to have it receive so I can... Is, there, is it just strange static or is, it, is there a signal there that I can understand? Uh, this seems like an insight role version of your, uh, of your talent there. This isn't just getting it working. This is figuring it out. Actually, oh, I, think, okay. I think that's actually a miss because I have to cap one minus one on insight. Ah, okay. Unless you want to spend some strain on it. I'd have to get a success 
Or are you down to one? I'm down to one strain. You, you can take the XP. It's, it's fine. Yeah. That, that once you find, like, uh, the remains of the bottom floor of a building um, to maybe hole up in, that occupies, essentially, the the night for you. Or not the whole night, but the, the evening portion before before sleeping. And you don't really get make any real headway. You definitely understand that it's some kind of communications device. But figuring out what it might say will, will take time. There's definitely something in, in the static. There's, there's a pattern there. When we're in the building, I will dig around for anything we could find. I doubt we're going to find much. We did get the food we grabbed from the, uh, from the amusement park. So we do get a meal. This is not a super safe place. So uh, it's not really the time to not have watches, so to speak, which is, you know, usually typically the case when you're away from your home settlement. But this is extra, extra bad, so to speak. I think we'll let Rory take first watch, even though he's going to be occupied. And then sure. uh, do we reset our strain or? If you do want to rest, then yes, you will, you will reset your strain. Do you do second then, Bo? Yeah, I'll do second. Rory works on the radio, and uh, his time comes up. You you go to sleep, maybe dreaming of <laughs> dreaming of radios. Bo, you take your watch, and uh, it's kind of unnerving to be in this place. There's not a sufficient there's not sufficient roof. There's not uh, you know really sufficient cover. Um, you can hear in the distance like the some engines from from the trucks. You can hear distant reports as of gunfire or or some other weaponries every once in a while the earth trembles like there's something going on beneath you part of me wonders what they're shooting at and uh you know you're you're waiting there in the in the warm glow of of uh, rory's uh base and um you start hearing something you start hearing something like uh hey hey psst, psst, hey bo do i recognize the voice no, no, it's has an odd quality to it, kind of like almost like it's the wasteland itself talking to you. Like there, there's there are many the the quality of the voice is almost like there are there are a lot of voices combining into one. Knife out! I'm going. Who? Who's there? So the voice is coming from Absinthe, where Absinthe is snoozing. Hey, you don't you don't need that boat. Just come over here. Knife still in hand. I serve. Sort of... Crouch walk over to where Absinthe is, and I am looking. His mouth is not moving when I hear the voice. Am I correct? No, but uh, the his poncho is kind of vibrating a little on his back, you know, roughly where his burn was. I pull it back a little bit. You discover a proliferation of funguses growing up from the the area of his neck and from uh, where the the burn, in quotation marks, extends down his back. Okay, at least it wasn't an eyeball. Together, they're kind of all kinds of colored colors and uh, spotted and so so forth, and they're kind of gently vibrating a little bit, and you hear the fungus is going, Hi, Bo. Hey, man, how you doing? Um, who are you? I'm, I'm just a passenger here, man. You're going to leave uh, Absinthe at some point, am I correct? You know, knife, this sort of at the point where I might want to shave his back. Well, well let's not get ahead of ourselves, Hapo. Hey, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm cool, man. I'm just, uh, I just want to warn you. 
right? Yeah, like this this guy here, this guy, uh, Absinthe, he's not he's not a very good guy, man. Give me a good reason, and the, the the blade's sitting there in the right at the right angle to shave that fungus, shave leads the fungus down. Why I should just shave you off right now? I mean, I could give you several, uh, but I guess I should give you something that's in your best interest. That's try- what I'm trying to do here, man. I'm telling you, this guy, this guy's bad. He killed that guy, that guy Langley. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he totally killed him. Didn't have to. Where I stood, it was Langley was in was in pain. So you know, mercy killing. Were you there? You weren't. You were down in a hole. I was. I wasn't there either. But I mean, I'm inside. I'm inside uh, absent now. I'm in his brain. I can see all kinds of things. I'm telling you, man, he's not the guy you went. You went. You went out on this expedition with. It's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about this later. All right, right. I can. I can see you're a little nervous there. Um, it's cool. It's cool, man. Maybe we can help each other out. Mm-hmm. First off, again, who are you? Well, I mean, you can see part of me, right? I see a fungus. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Okay, and what are you is a fungus then, right? I mean, you hurt my feelings, Bo, there. I'm not just a fungus. I mean, that's how it looks on the outside, right? I'm, I'm a complex organism, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, like I said, like, this guy Absinthe, he's, he's, I mean, he's bad news. I mean, not for you, right? But obviously for me, too. I mean, I'm, I'm, I get the distinct feeling that, you know, if he were to know that I'm here, like, he, he would be all like, I don't like tenants, or, you know, this body isn't big enough for the two of us. You know, I kind of like not dying. I prefer to keep living, you know? That's, that's kind of cool. When I wake him up, I'm going to tell him what, I, what, what you just told me. I'm just, sta- I'm just staring at it. <laughs> Maybe you want to consider, you know, um, working out an arrangement with him, because otherwise I'm going to tell him, and then we'll see what happens after that. You forget, man. I'm, I'm inside his brain. I know how this guy works. He's just not going to accept it. He's going to want to, you know, evict me. And, um, yeah, this is why I, I brought this up about helping each other, dude. Cause, um, how can I help you? What, kill him so you can take over the body? No, 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 no. No, I don't. I don't really want to be in Absinthe's body. Like he's a douchebag. So I'm. I'm thinking maybe you and I we could make an arrangement. I mean, I. I mean, I prefer to shack up with winners. You know. I step back, <laughs> using the tip of the knife blade to pick up the 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 poncho. And yeah, no, and I just cover over it. And hey, don't. Hey, wait a minute, buddy. Hey, the, it's cool. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be an asshole or anything. I'm just telling you here. Uh, like I'd prefer not to die, and you seem to have the winning cards, right? I mean, I, I can tell you. You you've been out there. I can do a lot of good good stuff for you, but man, I've walked away. <laughs> He's still talking. Like whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just ignoring him now. I, I know there are a lot of like dangers out there, and you know, I'm I'm like a massively great early warning system not to mention i can like i can produce all kinds of cool substances i could help you know purify your blood i i'm i'm awesome yeah no <laughs> you sure yeah no, yeah i'm just ignoring him yeah I, <laughs> I i i hold up the hand talk to the hand man you know i, I really wish it didn't have to come to this but uh, i guess i'm just gonna have to kill absinthe and i'm gonna hope that some of the spores survive to like Find somebody else. Uh-huh. Go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that. So you notice that absinthe starts, or rather stops breathing. 
Okay, now I go back over there and absent, absent, hitting his chest. Absent. No, 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 no. You can hear the, the fungus again, like, well, buddy, he can't hear you. Like, I'm in control here. Pull back the, the poncho again, knife out. I'm just going to shave his back. So you start shaving his back, and the, the voice is like, man, did you listen the first time? Like, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all through this guy. I'm, I'm, in his, I'm in his lungs. I'm in his brain. And you're killing him. Yeah, because you won't listen to me, man. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just offering you something cool here, man. I'm, this, guy is a, this guy's a loser. You're a winner. Now, now I'm cutting the fungus off at the outside, you know, and sort of rolling up in, in, into the poncho, rolling the poncho up and throwing it out the door, out the opening we came through. Make him breathe, or I will make some fire and start burning you off. Okay, okay so uh, the voice gets, gets uh, kind of lower and weaker the more, the more funguses you shave off. Um, but you can hear him saying, like, man, it's not going to help. I'm already inside. You're just, you're just, that's like, you're just trimming the fringe, man. Trim, trim, trim. Cut off as much as I can. If you want to, you can, you can uh, shave off the entire, uh, like, fungal growth that used to be like a wound, uh, like a, like a glow wound. No problem. And the voice shuts up. All right. Does Absence start breathing again? See, Absence, is, uh, he's, he's getting kind of blue around the lips and... Mm. What did dad teach me? What did dad teach me? Uh, I wake up, Rory, 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 absence, stop breathing. What do we do? Yeah, you see the, the horrific shambles of fungus cuttings, <laughs> like his exposed back and all that stuff. The fungus was taking him over and, and he stopped breathing. What do we do? Fungus, what fungus? There, see, and I point to, you know, with the stuff I cut off. This was growing on his back. It was talking to me as some sort of thing. Like the bird? Mm, I think it's something else. It's something from the glow. So uh, Absinthe's body starts spasming. Oh, that's not good. He, he takes a, a very brief, like almost like sleep apnea, like desperate gasp, and then he stops breathing again. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? See, I know what it's like what to do, but I, I also know Bo doesn't know what to do. Um, I start pushing on his chest, you know, breathe, breathe. <laughs> You know what to do, Rory? Don't know. Uh, I'd like to take some water and splash it on his face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so absinthe is now wet on top of all the other horrible things he's I'm suffering. hysterical, and I'm wet. <laughs> Can I at least make an insight roll to think about, you know, maybe breathing for him? Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe you remember something somebody else did at some point. Yeah, you can do insight. See if you can figure out how this works. I'm sort of half-assed, you know, like a half-assed person who kind of remembers seeing this happen, yeah. Blowing air into his lungs and then blowing... There's an odd bitter taste to to the air that... To kind of his mouth and all that when you're, when you're going mouth to mouth. You do it a few times and then uh, unconscious absence starts coughing. Yeah, absence. You, you wake up. You feel like uh, your chest has been crushed. You feel like, you feel like you've, you've been throttled you've been drowned you've been beaten with sticks <laughs> like it's it's pretty awful absent absent uh, that stuff on your on your neck back neck like i can see on the back of my neck what is it <laughs> point to the, the poncho covered in shaved off fungus it was taking you over what 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 is it and it taking what Shine your face over here, Rory. 
waving a hand over it. Yeah, look, all this <laughs> this fungus was growing on your back, and it it was talking to me. It was trying to convince me to let it take 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 me over. Tell me the whole story. I need some context. I give him the story. Tell him uh, what it told you about Langley. Yeah. Yeah, I said, he said, and you, you killed Langley. If Langley wasn't doing okay, you probably would mercy kill him. Did you? Well, it's true. What it said, like when you've got a piece of food and you see the fungus on the outside, by that time, it's all the way all through, already all the way through it. So, and it sounds like it's already becoming a danger to the mission. So look, if it becomes unavoidable, that it's a danger to the mission... Yeah, you gotta kill me. You gotta kill me, you gotta kill it, you gotta burn every piece. You're losing your poncho, you know, roll it up. Good riddance to it. And find a place to bury it in a corner, or I'm not going outside at this point. You gotta have the guts. Don't give it a second chance. Kill me and it, if it becomes a danger to the mission. Is it still talking to you, Bo? No, no, no. When I shaved it off, it stopped talking. So I have a feeling that if we just keep it trimmed down, it might slow it down. You might last longer. Maybe. The most important thing is to keep it from spreading. The old people might have had medicines for this, but think we're going to find anything like that down in that hole? Probably not. No. But maybe. The diaper men have some you know, of the stuff from the old times. I'll have to hurry, though. In a day or two, I'd, there probably won't be any me left, so we will have to hurry. So we promise me that you'll completely exterminate us? Well, we also will shave your back every so often when it starts growing back. Just don't get any of that shit on you. Well, I don't think... Uh... He, uh, he has some, like, fungusy stuff around his face and his hands. Who? He's clearly, like, pawing you and... and it, working to resuscitate you somehow. Give us that knife. It's not as good as, like, dousing you with alcohol, but we'll take a layer of skin off. Because ah. some of this shit has gotten on you with you messing with me. Do your hack. Shave him as well as I can. Yeah, yeah, it's unpleasant. Try not to make any wounds, because it'll exploit those. You know, it's a time-consuming and painful process. <laughs> and you'll need all... All the light that that Rory can offer you. Take your take your shirt off. Is this like normal? This seems kind of weird to me. I mean, there are weird things out there in the wasteland, but but this probably takes the cake. I'll get something to bite bite between my teeth as he shaves my face. Did uh, the revelation about Langley make Rory think about that at all, or is it? There's a lot of weird stuff coming at him all at once here. True. So yeah, this just takes a good chunk. Like this takes the rest of. Uh, of Bo's watch easily eats a chunk out of out of Absinthe's watch as well. By the time you've had some opportunity to get some rest, you're not really feeling all that rested. That rested, but gone rolls around. Well, at least then uh, the XP I have. I think I'll take plus one strain. Okay. Yeah, this is good. I'm thinking we still want to get into that. See what's in the crater. Yeah, and our time's getting short, so. I'll check your back. Uh, if I see a new fungus, yeah, do a quick shave. Bo, you're feeling a little sore. You have a little slight soreness in your throat. Oh, goody. It's probably nothing. Yeah, it's probably nothing, but I, I tell Absinthe, yeah, I think I may have inhaled some of you. Almost certainly. Let's 
go as quick as we can, see if we can get to the see what's in that crater. Maybe Maybe it'll purify our souls as we die. <laughs> but if we can shut it off, at least help the village, then won't it have been worth it? Community can continue at least. Early light, go for out, look around, and see if we can get make the uh, edge of the crater so we can see what's inside. I guess if you, if both taking the lead, you can do insight to uh, blaze the trail here. Anyone who wants to help, obviously, is free to help with insight, keeping an eye out and so forth. Please help. There's one for you. Okay, plus one. Okay, that makes it a partial. Now, did our strain reset? Or are we still? At... Yes, yes, it did. You did rest. It's just you you feel a bit rough this morning. Okay, um, so in that case, I will spend a strain. Okay. Then roll the dice. All right. Ooh. Oh, crit. Very good. Cool. Describe the awesome montage as the three of you uh, under under Bo's expert uh, leadership uh, make your way through the uh, diaper man infested, broken, creviced landscape to the, the edge of the crater. There's at least one scene straight out of Monty Python and the Holy Grub where we're, we're in a crack, crawling on the barest of a ledge, and below us is the glowing whatever down down below us, lining lining us from underneath. As uh, we are bypassing some guys who are about, we can see up on top, walking the opposite direction as we're just sort of making our way through a crack, picking up a, a odd rockery soft and tossing it, you know, so that it makes a sound, and the, and watch the guys go after it, and all sorts of fun parkouring through the through the cracks and crevices of this place. Okay. But then we crest the top of the, the rim of the crater and our eyes behold... The crevices cut into the crater. There's a depression. There's a crack that goes almost clear through the whole crater. Qu- quite large, like a crack in the earth. There's smoke coming up, up out of uh, parts of it and... Um, there's glowing down there, whether it's seismic or something else, is uh, a noon. Blue or yellow or orange or and more orangey, orangey kind of in style. But you can see a great deal of. It's almost like somebody made a crater in a uh, block of concrete that had uh, tons of little pipes running through it. So there are these like broken off ends of what look like corridors or. And also pipes and regular, you know, conventional such things. But like, it's almost like something crashed down into a subterranean complex and there are like bits of it jutting out from the the crater wall. Rebar everywhere, yeah. Okay, and the center is just a glowing mass or? Like I said, it's a big crevice that's been cracked open, just going clear across it. Quite large. Uh, You wouldn't be able to jump across it. But... Like I said, there are also like openings in these, like there are like corridor ends that uh, just jut out into the into the in the bowl, so to speak. Are we on the side, same side that the camp encampment's on, or are we on the opposite side from where the encampment is of this crevice? I think now you're here on the on the edge. You can see that there there's movement on the other side as well. How navigable is this crevice? Is this crack? Uh, well, you'd have to really. You have to go down and and investigate it. Essentially, kind of like a you know a, a rift in the earth, not exactly a, a highway. But the the crater or the the bowl itself isn't too terribly dangerous, right? You you have to like jump across little cre- cracks and crevices here and there. But 
you should be able to, to traverse the bowl itself. No, no real problem. This is all open where we'd be seen by the encampments on the edges. Yeah, you'd be way more out in the open than, than prior. But there does seem to be very little activity in the, the crater or bowl itself. Get down in and try to make good time and hope that they don't want to enter the bowl. But, you know, if there's anything like any of these corridors or things jutting out in various places that at least give us some cover, let's try to use, use as much cover as we can get. Head for the middle. Okay. You probably see here and there as you make your way down like there are remnants of fried bugmen in the dust there are badly burned humans some of them look like they might be some some kind of raider tribes some of them look uh, like they might be some runaway refugees from one of these um, diaper man camps and the closer to the center you get like the worse burned they are i think they were here when they hit they probably would have been flung or or just pulverized, given the the size of the blast, right? So these died after. These died after. The guys that they sent that they got from Pope, yeah, they're gonna send them down here to do something and maybe die like us. Really bad sign. You continue down towards the center. Yeah, in for a penny, in for a pound. Why don't all of you roll resolve? Eight, eleven. Oh, excellent. Oh. Okay. I think it's worth trying to bring me up to par with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so um, while you can feel like um, th- yeah. th- there's a there's an odd taste in your mouth and there's a, like there's a weird kind of electricity to the air, like your hair, if you have hair still on your body, it's like th- that's standing up. Like this, it's something weird is happening here beyond the, the normal weird of the waste. But you make your way down, no real problem, until you get like to the, the, the edge of this big, huge crevice that's just like going down into the earth. And you see further, if you look down, you see further like broken subterranean facilities. And uh, like there, there's a glow farther down. There's fires, there's smoke coming out of this, um, this hole. Oh, Tad, um, that was partial. Got to remember. I spent a strain and brought it myself oh, you did. Okay. 13. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> it's very steep, but given that there's there are cracked, quote-unquote, facilities down there that, that have anchors and uh, there's rebar and there's uh, bits of um, uh, chunks of concrete on rebar that's, you know, that would break your, your fall. You could, you could climb down if you were careful. The answers are down there, I guess. Yeah, figure. Look at the best, best way down, and take our time. Taking your time, you don't need to roll anything. It's just uh, time-consuming to like pick your best, best way down. It just gets darker and smokier and more and more unpleasant. Relatively darker. Cause we have Rory. True. True. You get that cozy nightlight uh, type of darkness. <laughs> it smells like. This it doesn't smell like you know fire wood burning. It smells more like some kind of chemical or rubber or you know that kind of stuff. Like it, it's the whatever is burning, whatever is uh, is glowing down there is not uh, you know your conventional coal or what have you. So you reach um, a ledge uh, of sorts, like you reach a place where um, crevice 
has a floor, but the it then continues to drop off in one direction down toward uh, the the glow proper. But there's this like kind of lopsided kind of facility entrance um, with a an alphanumerical uh, keypad that's kind of half hanging off its its wires. It's like one of those double elevator doors, and one of the doors is kind of going back and forth, and there are like the wires hanging down and sparking, and you know it looks all like a like a cool Hollywood set. <laughs> Likely to be something intact in there, than down in the glow. Sure, let's see what we can find there. Okay, as you uh, move into the um, the shaft here, into the uh, elevator, clearly like jammed, <laughs> but you know you can you can go up up into like a the broken part of the shaft, and then uh, onwards uh, through like a like a, like an opposing side um, elevator doors that are open jammed open with something in fact um like a piece of rebar purposely jammed or or, or actually yeah, purposely jammed, jammed with with a piece of rebar so it's open you find a um half collapsed debris strewn bunker facility corridor there are like these uh, reddish emergency lights everywhere like like a like spare generator type stuff and uh you see in a corner pretty close to the where you get in through the elevator shaft um there's a badly decomposed uh, corpse with gray hair still attached to the skull in a silvery jumpsuit uh and there's a tag on the shoulder that says hayn h-a-y-n to those of you who can read i go hey i can read that it says hayn that's good um you know him i know his name <laughs> Got the same kind of clothes as Langley. Yeah, that's not that's not a bad uh, deduction. Yeah, these seem to be a, a more intact version of Langley's tattered jumpsuit. I don't know if it'd be useful at this point. Doesn't seem to have helped him much. Any violence on him? Yeah, make an insight roll. Mm. Ooh, wow, ah, nice. nice. So you look over this this kind of he he's more like he's not like skin and bone uh, or rather he's not like a skeleton he's uh, he looks like he's been decomposing for a bit but you still see some remnants of skin particularly around the neck uh where he appears to have some looks like a bruise and in the center of the bruise is a puncture of some kind he was either stung by a, a mighty tiny uh wasteland wasp or somebody stuck him with something rug poison Point that out to, to absence. Uh, above him, there's a uh, kind of hanging on on one bolt is some kind of like chart. How to put it? Uh, the viewer would recognize it as a floor plan, but your characters don't know what it is. Like a you are here. <laughs> some kind of map. Maybe. Are there any words on it? So absinthe wants to check out the map, and Bo Bo wants to rifle through the the body. I am a scaver. Uh, you find like a notebook, you find uh, pencils, you find uh, some old uh, pictures from the world that was kind of style, kind of thing. Appears to be like a family of three. You probably find some like crushed, empty, small, cr- crushed glass vials in a like a leg pocket on the um, jumpsuit. But nothing, nothing really like that stands out as, oh, this is useful. Anything written in that notebook? Um, I hand you the notebook. Uh, let's do the map first. Let's do insight for the map. Absinthe. Eight. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you could you can at least make out one of these these things. I think it's 
pretty badly scratched up and damaged, faded, but is something Labor-tari. Labor-tari. Mm-hmm. You think it's code for, for like, workstation or something like that, work, workshop? Place to work, if it's still there. Could have been smashed. But I wonder if I'd figure out if this is just for this floor or if it's for the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, there may be one of these workplaces. I think you do figure out the whole, like, you are here <laughs> element. Okay. So this appears to be like a floor plan of this particular floor, right? But you can't really tell what all the places are except for that one lob or a ratory, whatever that is. Workshop, probably. Where they work on a weapons thing, lob. Probably. I don't know how, we well, weapons would be useful to us trying to get out of here if we get to that point. So might as well find it. Uh, so the notebook, if you want to try to flip through that, Rory, give me an insight there, too. Are you happy or? Yeah, I'm happy. Okay. Take your XP. You flip through it. Not a whole lot of text. It has a lot of, like, odd pictures. Like, uh, and when I say pictures, like uh, somebody scribbled and it, it, it's like odd shapes. Like uh, there's a little circle here and then there's a, there's a line that goes to a different circle and then that circle has two lines coming off off at, at, at an angle to other circles, like some kind of, maybe it's also a map of some kind. Hold it up next to the other map. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, different kind of map. Maybe it's just doodles. Yeah. And uh, that is like when a little further in, there's a tremble. There, there's a high-pitched, whiny signal that comes out of apparently some still half-functioning intercom system. And you can hear somebody over the intercom coughing. Uh, ah, God damn it. Somebody's alive? Gordon's alive? Hello? You can hear your voice echoing throughout the, um, throughout the complex. Make my way towards where the sound came from. The closest you could hear, like it was like it came out of the entire facility, but, but the nearest one is a little like intercom box. Uh, like a little box on the high up on the wall near the ceiling, near one of the red emergency lights. There's no reply. <laughs> hmm. Can we figure out how we can get to somewhere interesting on the map? Well, be on the same level as this, not above, not a below. So it looks like there should be a tunnel over that way. Look and see if it's, if it's uh, blocked by debris or something. Of course, we have to use the phrase, define interesting. We've got at least these red lights, so if we can find a way further in, we just have to go further in. This is the opposite of Wasteland, so I'm kind of, this is definitely outside my bailiwick. Well, you've seen a few bunkers before, plundered a few. It's not as comfortable, obviously, as being up top, but... There are a limited number of choices for us to go here. Yeah. Go down one corridor or another. No rooms or anything, doors or anything. Right? The only place you, you've been able to figure out what it might be is the laboratory thing. So we go towards that. Yeah, that should be okay. Got a place of any for if it's a workplace. Maybe the guy working the voice machine is there. If he isn't, maybe there's useful stuff there. All right. Yep. You make you make your way down there in that direction. Yep. Yeah, so uh, a lot of the place, like I said, like uh, there are cracks in the in the concrete ceiling. Some parts of the corridors have been been have caved in, 
And uh, every once in a while, like the, the voice boxes, the intercom sparks, and you, you can hear either like somebody is butt dialing the intercom or they're not entirely like lucent or, or cogent or whatever you want to call it. Lucid, that's the word. There, there's mumbles and then somebody activates it and goes, Parker, Parker, you asshole, where did you leave? Oh, there they are. And then, you know, it goes off. And about that time, you're like, you, you reach uh, the section where there's a little turn in the, in the corridor and a little alcove, essentially. And then there, there's a sign uh, above it that says, uh, Lob or Raw Tree. This is the place. You think whoever's been talking is here? Might be. Unless there's a window or something, the only way to find out is to open the door. There appears to be, this appears to be like a, uh, like a pretty heavy, like heavy duty steel door. You have to like uh, use a wheel to turn a wheel to open it okay. and then essentially pull it open. And that takes a bit of work. And uh, once you crack it open, like. And a noisy too. Yeah. Once you crack it open and it kind of is screeches as you open it, um, a more fluorescent type light starts spilling out into the emergency light area. You look into kind of a cramped space uh, full of, of like st stainless steel tables, chairs. There's a mess of, of laboratory equipment. Uh, there's a, a corner of a room that is taken up by like computer banks with all these like um, spinning magnetic uh, strip uh, things. One or two of the like fluorescent lights overhead are kind of flickering, not working properly. And in that corner, Kind of off to the right, there's a, a desk that's or workspace rather a, a wall uh, adjacent or, or against a wall. There's a workspace that's been taken up by like there are diagrams, there are, there's laboratory equipment, there's uh, like recording equipment. There's all kinds of weird stuff over there. And there's a there's a man sitting on a on a stainless steel chair with his back to you and like with crazy hair, gray dark hair with gray in it. He's got some kind of um, it's Doc Brown. Yeah, he's got some, like a tattered lab coat over what appears to be a silver, a silvery, like like one of those jumpsuits. And he's sitting there mumbling to himself. Hey, what's going on here? He swivels around and you come face to face with yourself, Rory. Or rather, I don't know if you you know your face that well, maybe. Maybe you've seen it in, in an oil slick reflection or something like that. But to the others, it's much more pronounced that you're looking at yourself. Uh, although this version of yourself is older, is older. Uh, he has dark rings under his eyes, bags under his eyes. He looks a, a little bit on the on the emaciated side. Uh, he has a like a maybe a month and a half, two month long beard, at least on half of his face, like his mouth and half of his face is that. Maybe a few weeks ago he decided to shave it, but then he only got you know one cheek, uh, and then he's just forgotten about it. It's like salt and pepper kind of hair, and he kind of looks up at you in surprise. Huh? Well, well, what am I doing back here? I'm. No, this is this isn't. Uh, wow. Hmm. And he he picks up a um, little hand recorder and he he like clicks it like little this little tape recorder that you hold up to your to your face. Unit returned mysteriously, collecting data, and then he shuts it off, puts it aside, and he gets up kind of laboriously from the chair and he looks you over like. That is the strange thing. Why would I? Why would I return? And then he looks past you to the other two. Oh, who are you people? I'm absent. I'm Bo. We came here because of the uh, the the thing that fell from the sky. They're looking for a bluebird kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yes, I'm correct. Yes, of course. 
Yes, I, I would know. Well, that's well, that's why that's why I came. That's why we came here. But but that doesn't explain anything. What? Uh, and he looks more closely up at uh, up at Rory because uh, you you stand a bit like straighter than he does. He's almost like a little hunched over, like he's been he's been working in a lab uh, most of his life. Strange. Well, why did I return? He asks you like straight up. Return where? Return to base. I, I mean, I wouldn't know. Did you leave? Did I? Yes, I did. I sent myself away. And he's, he's stressed it. It's like he, he takes a step back, starts scratching his beard. It's like, I sent myself. Yes. Yes, I did. I know I did. Yes. Yes, but now I'm here again. Isn't this Sector 12, not base? Oh, Sector 12. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, we, yes this is Sector 12, but what is, it's now base. Uh, I'm not talking about the directorate. No, I wouldn't be talking about directorate. Why would I be talking about the directorate? And he looks at, directly at Rory. It's like, I wouldn't talk about the directorate. Why would I? Have I told them about the directorate? And he's like, he's like asking you if you've told them. Do you know a Langley? So he freezes a bit for a second. He's like, how, how do you know that name? Bo, Bode, whatever your name was. We met him. He's dead, but we met him. That Langley's dead? Yeah. Came to a bad end. You you can tell immediately, Rory, that you know as soon as like the mention of Langley, and then now that he's dead, like this guy gets nervous in a way that's oddly familiar, and he's kind of slowly, slowly inching backwards toward the, his workspace. Uh, it's like yes, yes, of course, Langley. Yes, uh huh. He would. Uh, he, he would. Yes, he uh, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't stable. He was. He wasn't stable. Then he reaches for something. Like he whirls and reaches for something and, and pulls out. So kind of techno thingamajig with you know wires coming off it and and little like it's got some kind of metal spear thing coming out the front like it's a little like a pistol-sized thing uh and he points it at, at bow who's who sent you did blum send you speak no the mojo one must tell us to quiet the machine spirit yeah there's something causing people to fall down you know and then now that is sort of uh the signal. The bluebird. He starts shaking his head. He looks to Rory. These figments aren't making any sense. Why can't I make sense of them? I have that problem sometimes, too. <laughs> yeah, it, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, we can usually work it out after we talk for a while. Ah, that, yeah, that's a good idea. But that is a good idea. I, I, I need to cool down. I need to, I need to, yes. And he digs through his, like, coat pocket and he pulls out an inhaler and starts, like, takes a puff on it. You can see him like tensing up, and his pin, his his uh, pupils go pinpoint sized. Yes, yes, that's better. I guess that probably doesn't kill fungus. <laughs> yes, we 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 should talk. Uh, uh, you, you, Bode, and you, absent, whatever your name was. Uh, sit down. All right. Uh, where did you find me? Well, we've uh, we've known him a long time. He, yeah, he came to he, he showed up at the settlement, and we took him in. We just found him here. You what? No, 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 no. Uh, he's looking. At, he looks at Rory. And it's like I'm not. I'm not talking about me now. I'm. I'm. I'm talking about. Yes. I'm. You, no. I am talking about me. But the glowing you. Yes. Where did you find the unit? Absent. Uh, maybe you should check him out. I think he hit his head. I think Bo met him first. Yeah, we met and we went to the settlement. And the settlement is very far away to the to the west. It took us several days to get here. But yeah, I've known him for a while. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You mentioned Bluebird before. Where did you get that name? 
We've seen it. We've seen it. When the signals go out that make other people fall down, instead, he and I see the blue bird. Not at the same time sometimes. Except the recorder again. It goes, it goes uh, Figment's talking about Bluebird. Bluebird, somebody has somebody tattled. Not Hain. We took care of Hain. I haven't seen the Bluebird. I, even when they were looking at it, I didn't see it. He doesn't seem to have the special brain. <laughs> now he's like, he's looking at you, like in your brain, your weird head. It's like, Ugh. But my brain was special before it swelled up. Figment mutant. Uh, strange growth will investigate. Puts away the the recorder. He gets closer to to Rory. Puts his hand on his shoulder. Look, uh, I know you didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it, but but you had to. Uh, it's all right. It's fine. And you get a sense that he's absolving himself and not you. Well, what did he do, or I do, or we do? Air of pain. It sounds like. So he takes a step back and he's like, he wrings his, his hands a bit and he's like, well, what didn't we do? But it, but it had to be done, you see. Uh, we, could, we couldn't just let Blum run things. We couldn't just let that tyrant t- take us away, ruin everything we had worked for. We had to do something. And Bluebird had, Bird had the answer, obviously. Sector 12. That's what, the, that's what the, the computer said. That's why we came here. And he starts walking back and forth in a kind of half circle. Uh, Yes. Yes. It's uh, like you're like getting these other guys around. Maybe we could talk to them. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. You said like this asshole Parker. Is he is this asshole around here? Parker? Have you seen No Parker No Parker didn't make it. Parker couldn't have made it. Oh. I wonder if it's that body we found further up. Parker, Parker. No, Parker was up top. Parker was up top when it happened. Yes. Yes, that's how it happened. Yes, I was on radio with him and and then it happened. Yes, that's why. No, that's why. That's why Bluebird came down. Everything's, yes, everything's clear now. Wait a minute. Taking my head. The thing, the glow out there, that's Bluebird. What? No, what are you, what are you talking about? Well, you said Bluebird came down. It kind of sounded to me like maybe the thing that fell from the sky must be Bluebird then. Project Bluebird, yes, yes, of course. Well, the computer called it Ophelia. Uh, he looks through his papers. Uh, orbital psychotronic high-energy laser intervention array. That, that's what we needed. But something went wrong. Uh, an, an error. When, when we got here to the control, and it came down. It came down, and it crashed into the facility. And, and Parker died in the blast. He was up top. And it's still making signal? I, I suppose, maybe. If, that is, if Bluebird survived, I, I don't think... That couldn't possibly have happened. Can we shut it off if it's still on? Uh, well, you, uh, technically, I think Bluebird, if the specifications are correct, is, is a she. Uh, and to turn her off, we would have to uh, dig dig out the capsule. It would be deeper down. But but no, no, we can't do that. No, that, that, would, that would disrupt the whole plan. No, we need Bluebird. We need Bluebird to control the directorate. What, what is the directorate? Yeah, yeah, yes, I'm right, of course. I'm right. I must remember what the directorate is, what it represents to all of us. That's important. And, and what Blum made it, it's, it's not what, what it used to be. It used to be about finding a way out of this, this atomic horror. Uh, but Blum perverted it. He, he used his cadre to, to make it into his own personal playground and all of us slaves. Remember Robert. Yes, remember Robert. He took Robert. Never forgive him. Is he like the guy... In control of the diaper man? Huh? But what, what am I? What am I talking about? 
show him the helmet and the ankle thing. Yeah, show him one of the ankle things. He regards it for a moment. Oh, the facilities, yes. Uh, uh, there were there were tubes, uh, super soldiers from 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 before the war. I they may, must have been decanted somehow. Uh, I think they may have been using or they may have been trying to use the indoctrination array as well. But uh, I I've stayed away quite carefully. Uh, obviously, I only used it the one time uh, to make myself and to to have an out. That was that was the plan. That was the plan. Yes, of course. Yes, now I remember. Oh, that's why you're defective. He looks to Rory. Uh, I think I have something for that. And he starts pawing through his papers and his equipment for, and he dig, digs out like some looks like a portable, like a like an inoculation kit of some kind. Right? There are syringes and, and vials and with some kind of different color liquids. Any of that kill fungus? Hmm, what? I, I be careful. I'm, I, the guy out front is dead because he got poked. Oh, that's right. Yes, but that was, that was on purpose. You remember, uh, it had to be done. It had to be done. He was he was uh, hysterical, and he and he he lost track of the the mission. We, uh, I had to do it. You had to do it. You couldn't you couldn't help yourself. No, that's not right. No, I I, I had to do it. Yes. Anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, let's see here. Do you some kind of blue vial and a syringe he sticks the syringe in the vial like uh gets gets the solution in the syringe taps it a bit approaches rory if he's approaching me with that thing rory's gonna point the gun and go oh no 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 not poking me why why am i acting so irrationally exactly why are you acting irrationally put that thing down (laughs) start talking in sense why would i be combative Uh, he digs out the recorder again unit not responding rationally. Strange uh, waste effect? Tough out there in the waste. Side effect of glow, potentially? And, and I am glowing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Which he probably he'd notice now. He's like, by God! <laughs> <laughs> he puts it away. It's like, how long has it been, the, been this way? All the time I've known him, known him. I mean, you have to be a bit paranoid to live, out, live on the surface. This isn't the purpose. I, I made... I made the clone to to make contact. I made the clone to make contact. Uh, and I made you, I made the clone, I made myself, I made myself the best version of myself I could. Why, why am I defective? Contact with whom? Hmm, what? To make contact. Contact with whom? Oh, uh, B, B team, of course. Team B of, of, to, to, to make contact. Uh, clearly, you mentioned Langley, you've met Langley. You say Langley is dead. B team must be dead. Something must have gone wrong. Must have gone wrong. Plan B. Plan B. He, he puts away the syringe, goes back to the syringe kit and takes a different different syringe, different uh, vial out. And he fills that one, taps it, approaches Rory and says, now this will only sting for a moment. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, seriously. Point, point, point in the gun. No, no, no. I don't want to get stuck. This is our only shot. Don't you understand? I will. I will. I will give you back what you've forgotten, and then we will draw up a plan to deal with Director Blum. Uh, yes, Plan B. Plan B. We can't make contact with B Team. We will have to do it ourselves. We'll have to, we will have to get rid of Blum ourselves. Well, Blum made the anti mind. What? What's that? The anti mind. It's the, the half machine zombie thing. The diaper guys. All that we've been talking about. He looks to Rory. Do I know what he's talking about? Not really. I mean, something bad happened. 
I mean, he's got the big brain now and like he does stuff with his mind and it went bad, I think. And there's, you know, there's people being controlled by other people via helmets yeah, like yeah. that. And I tried to touch the mind of one of those, but it's no mind. It's the opposite. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid I, I, I'm, this is outside of my, my, what would he say? He would say something like, uh, you know, my, my, this, this is beyond my collected data or something like that. You, you there, he points to Bo, uh, you have rapport with me. I do. Don't you? Uh, what about you? You, uh, head man, uh, you have rapport with me? A little bit, yeah. He's poking, he's pointing the syringe at, at Rory um, when he what, says me. What's rapport? It's where you feel good when you're around each other and you trust each other. I, I like Rory, yeah, yeah. Well, at least one here must be a subnormal somehow. How did this happen? This can't be right. Why, why would I travel with a subnormal? I grew in the waist. I know the waist like the back of my hand. So this medicine is to make him remember things that he doesn't remember. Medicine? No, this is a drug. Okay. Oh, uh, yes, of course. It will have medicinal medicinal effect. Yes, of course. Yes. It will uh, refryify the, the internal organisms of his brain pan and, uh, and uh, reattach the connections, which have clearly been... Uh, distressed beyond uh, beyond connection, and uh, and things should uh, revivify in a in a practical manner. Sounds like side effects. Mm, what? Will he be the same person he is right now? Well, manifestly not. He he will he will return to purpose. He will he will remember his. Well, well, all the things clearly. He, I say he, I, I will be you. Why don't I just inject myself? And then he you know sticks the. <laughs> <laughs> he sticks a syringe in his arm uh, and ejects himself. Why didn't I think of this earlier? And he turns into a ravening monster. <laughs> no, but um, you know he empties it and then he puts it aside and then he he grabs something to you know, sterilize the the bit and he he bends his arm up and it's like ha ah, yes of course now I shall begin to remember my purpose and that will f- uh, and then like you can see him grow faint. You know, and his legs start to buckle a bit. He grabs uh, the chair he was sitting on, like, for support. He's like, I think I, I'm tired. And then he just, like, collapses in a heap on the floor. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't go in and do that to me. <laughs> you want to see if he's okay there, Absinthe? Myself to become myself. Sure. How much injury did he do himself? I'll take a look. Check his heart rate. Check his breathing. Check his temperature. It, it's low, but he's he's alive. I'll go looking at the machines here. I'm sure that refryifying your brain pan is going to be <laughs> somewhat of a stressful experience. <laughs> You'll have to sleep it off. It certainly appears so. What part of the the collection of uh, old world techie paraphernalia are you focusing on here? I guess I start at the the nearest and just start working my way through it. <laughs> Maybe. Wherever he's working at the desk would be a good place. That's the last thing he was working on. Yeah. There, there are different types of recording equipment there, and there's also the the mouthpiece for the intercom. Take the the thing he was recording stuff in, and like uh, see if I can get it to play. Okay. You'll have to rewind it, I guess, to to get to the beginning here. It's a little. I assume you mean his little like hand recorder equipment. Yeah. Yeah. You rewind the tape, and you press play. And we hear a much more level-headed version of this man 
saying Ford F day one setting out from directorate. And that's where we'll leave. We'll get, we're going to leave you guys for this session. Ford F. So what is his first name Fred? Fred Ford? Ferdinand Ford? Maybe. <laughs> he might be Ford Ford. <laughs> At least he's not Ford Perfect. <laughs> Ford P. Oh, I should have done that. God damn it. Prefect. <laughs> yes. Prefect. Ford Focus. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. You've you've at least gotten to the the heart of Sector Twelve, and now you can probably you can start digging for this this dreadful spirit, and maybe the origins of one or two of you. Yeah, I mean, we got the other vial we can shoot shoot up uh, Fort uh, Rory with. Do you think any of you uh, played out your? Uh, let's see. I think it, it's only Tad, right? You are the only one with the trauma condition. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you think uh, cold got you into trouble at some point, or created problems for the others? Mostly fungus boy trying to exploit it. Other than that, it's just like, well, I even set aside my own emotions. It's like, well, if this becomes a problem, you're gonna have to kill me. I don't know that I've really prevailed on Mister. Yeah, I mean your character's still alive, so you, obviously you didn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think it's created well. It's not come to a point where it's made a lot of problems. I would probably, I would probably agree. Pardon me. I mean, if I had died right there, I would have to say that yes. But it doesn't matter that character. If you had just anymore. said like, set me on fire, yes, I will. Yeah. You got, you got to remember part of uh, part of Bo's background. His father died going into an animal burrow, so he's sort of not not willing to kill people unless it's, unless there's really no other no other choice in the matter. And to him, there's plenty of choice still. As long as I'm awake. And we get to shave your back every so often, yeah. Now, shaving my throat will be harder. Hey, if we're lucky, we'll find we'll find some uh, antifungal stuff we can do guzzle. I don't know. I have to refry a fire throat. Find a toilet brush. Say, ah! Well, I don't think we, we really got to a point where any of the any side concerns for the hometown safety or survival triggered either. So it would be the XP that you earned from, from your missus. So that's cool. All right. Any thoughts generally? Yeah, I mean, we we got a got a, a mystery. I mean, uh, I'm tr- definitely trying to play a character who doesn't know what's going on. He certainly doesn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the back of my head, I'm going, okay, these guys are part of some DARPA mission or something like that, and they've brought down some sort of military satellite or something. And no, I'm playing Bo, who grew up in the wastelands, who doesn't know this. Yeah, I may be playing too smart. I don't know. Well, you have a big brain now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you have a, another uh, companion whispering stuff to you, right? Probably. Yeah, I mean, he's probably was the one who was choking and gagging in your mind. So, yeah. I didn't get to get to that, but yeah, I had a, I had a whole lovely bit of explanation for why it was talking to you. Um, but uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, Bo wasn't very receptive. <laughs> No, no, no. Being extra paranoid is is extra good, right? It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.